When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And now, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Pat, we got trouble in River City. All right, I heard the uh, I heard the tease there. I'm uh, very worried that the I'm very upset that Catholicism is in battle with the Super Bowl. I thought we would all get along. So, emailer Brian alerts me to this. Okay, we've all been uh, tipping our caps. I certainly have to the gal at uh, uh, Help Me Rook, uh, Our Lady of Lourdes, Catholic, Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church over there by the Stone Arch Bridge, and she yeah. came up with the clever. Facebook post a few days ago that said if you made any promises in the last 10 seconds, and then the Vikings logo, Uh and below that, their mass schedule for Sunday. Oh, okay. Very clever. Cute. All righty. We probably uh, trademark violation, maybe. Published November 3rd, 2016 in USA Today. Have you ever watched an important sports game with a title on the line and thought, oh, God, if you please just let my team win, I'll do anything. All I want to do is feel this glory for my city to experience the championship. Mm-hmm. Central Baptist Church in Springfield took that into account and created a hilarious Facebook post following the Cubs World Series win. It says, if you made any promises during the bottom of the ninth, and then the Cubs logo, service Uh-oh. starts at 1045 Sunday morning. So have we uh, confronted the uh, the clever Catholic? Let's. <laughs> I think we Julie, should. Julie Craven, uh, Reavers, get <laughs> on it. steal it from the Cubs? Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church in Minneapolis. She's mm-hmm. their communications director. Mm-hmm. I am not accusing the woman of chicanery. I am no, not. No, but you, uh, we, we, we got to check this out. It's, you know, because uh, I would hate to think Baptists are smarter than Catholics. Well, not only that. Quicker but, on their feet. But here's the problem. The two Facebook posts are too eerily identical. That's mm. the problem. Okay. Well, is Reavers Julie, right? uh, what, what's her name it's again? Julie Craven. Julie Craven. Craven. Yes. K-R- no, C-R-A-V-E-N. Okay. And uh, she seems... Uh, uh, it's like Raven with a C. Craven, <laughs> W. Don't start that again. <laughs> Yeah. But Reavers, well, get on it. I'm on it. See if she answers the phone. She's probably been taking bows all week, and all of a sudden she's going to get confronted here. Ooh. Well, that church isn't very far away from the phony zip line, is it? No, it's zip line central right Are there. we zipping yet? Has Have we started zipping? No, no, Pat. That The zip, it, the it, zip it's is It's only there. Super Bowl. That's we, right. Remember, okay. you said, uh, remember you said Jim Marshall 
wanted yeah. to go down it. And an yeah. uh, uh, emailer, I think it was Wilson, uh, wrote, what if he went the wrong way? <laughs> <laughs> you know... There are two things that Jim doesn't have a lot of humor about. I spent two and a half hours talking to him last month. Yeah. A, 0 4 in the Super Bowl. Right. B, wrong way. I bet not. (laughs) When was it? About 1964? Yep. He said, How would you like to be asked the same thing one million times. Well, he's got and a he point. Said, and I'm not exaggerating. I don't see one any phones lit up over times. there. I don't see any phones lit up times. over there. Patience, Mayor. All right. Patience, I'm not mayor. a good waiter. I, well, really? I'm not a good waiter. Really? The old, uh, the old idea of getting people on the telephone is uh, probably, uh, you know, to to find A, find a number, and B, actually have somebody answer it is almost impossible. So. Is she a cool day in the fort? <laughs> 34 this morning. Holy man. 34 this morning, and that was at 8. You know, it might have been colder overnight. It's brutal. Now we're up to, uh, I heard you say 41 in the Twin Cities. Yeah. We got you by about uh, 15 degrees right now. We're up to mid-50s, but it's not going to last very long. What do you got, uh, Rook? October 25th, 1964. I was right on the year. God, my yep. brain is sharp. You remember where it was? Yeah, in San Francisco. Keysar Stadium. Yep. Keysar Stadium. Yes, it was. October 25th, which also was the anniversary date of my hole-in-one. 1992. Oh, and uh, thank God it wasn't in September. Why? You would have had to pay. Seeing the goal post kind of triggered, you know, pick it up and run. It's picked up by Jim Marshall. He's running the wrong way. Jim's going to be very disappointed. And he's running it into the end zone the wrong way. Thinks he scored a touchdown. It's scored. How foolish did he feel when he got in the end zone and turned around waiting for his teammates to mob him? And they're like, you idiot, what have you done? Well, the best thing he did, he threw it up in the air and it went out of, you know, it went out. So it was only a safety, you know, if he'd, if he'd thrown it on the ground and had been laying there, the, uh, the 49ers could have uh, fallen on it for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the Vikings won that game, so yeah. So that was uh, that was that was good. That too. was uh, <laughs> that was uh, voted NFL Films top ten worst plays. It was number five. Really? Yes. Well, for years it was number one of all time bloopers. It was. Uh, I mean, well, what was... in God's name is number one? If oh, it's that's got only Leon five. <laughs> it's got to be Leon Lett. Let me. I'll see if it continues no, here. No, no, Leon Lett. What was Leon Lett? Uh, that was when he easy. went to the. And holding the ball, I mean, getting, you know, screwing around. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, fun, you know, giving away the touchdown. Yeah. So, but uh, Marshall is, yeah, this, I think, I know that there have been, I, I was reading stuff up, up on that very topic about how it had been voted the number one blooper in NFL history and things like that. Do and I, it would be hard to beat. Rook, did we ever hear from Scott Stanfield? Uh, we did not receive word back. Pat, we placed a call to the Brainerd High School basketball coach, Scott Stanfield. I didn't think his name was Scott. Uh, Brainerd Boys High School coach, Scott Stanfield. Uh, he's okay. resigning, and yes. he, and he's blaming parents. Not all parents. He's very careful to say he's got great support from a lot of parents. He used to be a cop. He said, this Uh, is worse than being a cop. (laughs) And he said he just has grown emotionally drained and tired of parents who want to hector him about their kids not playing enough. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to have him on, but maybe he's keeping a low profile. What is funny about that is the football coach, Ron Stolsky, 
is 78 years old, yeah. and he has been coaching up there forever. Yeah. And I did a piece on him, and he's uh, – he's well, maybe it's easier for a football coach, right? Get, to keep the parents in line because yeah, you get to play a, twenty-two. You get, you kids. get to play twenty-two kids instead of five of them, and you know you, you, know, you can find some place to use them and shut up mom and dad. But I think plus uh, Stolsky's got the system of basically telling them right off the bat he's not going to listen to them. So, right. uh, but I know. Oh, here we go. Okay, Julie. Yes. Joe Souchere and Pat Royce at KSTP ESPN fifteen hundred. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, we're we're shaking to the core, Julie. <laughs> we loved your uh, we loved your Facebook bit about if you made any promises in the last ten seconds. Here's our mass schedule. <laughs> w- were you aware that Central Baptist Church in Springfield, Illinois, had the exact same Facebook post in November of 2016 regarding oh, the, regarding the they- Cubs? It's a familiar one. It's been out there for years. Oh, thank God. Thank God I don't have to accuse you of plagiarism. (laughs) No, and our good friends at Immaculate Conception in Chicago, too. You know what's so fun about that is it's kind of, we were at the game. My husband and I were at the game. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep because, I mean, the adrenaline after that, my gosh. And I, I knew there was sort of a wonderful answered prayers Right. Um, name out there. Put that out there just for our parish family at Our Lady of Lourdes, thinking it would be fun. Yep. Had no idea Sports Illustrated and ESPN <laughs> yeah. and Reddit would grab it the next morning. But I think it goes along a, a wonderful, familiar theme of lots of folks maybe folding their hands in those last minutes of I can't. I can't tell you how relieved I am. For all we know, there was a sign out in front of some Catholic church in Washington when the Senators won the World Series in 1925. Is what you're telling us. Oh, and I think the University of Georgia. I'm trying to think. Um, I think the Bulldogs did. It's it's a fun, much loved kind of a (laughs) an approach, but. Man alive, did Vikings fans have fun with it, and everyone in, in Minneapolis, and certainly at, at our parish, are oh. just having a blast. Julie, you've ended the controversy. <laughs> I couldn't be happier. Oh, my goodness. I thought you were ripping off the Baptist, for God's sake. <laughs> well, I, I, have a, I have a Baptist husband, um, oh, really? although I'm, I'm quite the Catholic girl, so right. yeah, we, we are big fans of Baptists. As well, but yeah, that that has been a blast. You know that the reach is in the millions. Well, it's not the same uh, world we lived in forty years ago. The technology is incredible. It's something I know. I Julie, know. thank you very much. Thank you. Oh my God, I can't be more relieved. I can relieved. see the relief in your oh, She my had God. a, uh, you know, she had a, a apt answer there for us. You know right what it there, is? Right it's just bat. it's an old religious go-to song. Sure, it That's is. What it Try is. to tell people to go to church. Oh, thank right. God, we'll be back. <laughs> Got the uh, what used to be called the Bob Hope on the big 55-inch screen. They got a pretty good field. Oh, are we? Excuse me, we're playing that already in the desert. Yes, I was uh, scrambling here to find my microphone. Yeah, so it's called the so. Career Builder Challenge now. 
doesn't it, quite have the ring of the Bob Hope no. Desert Classic. But that's what it? it used to be, right? Yes, yes, yes. And they used to play 90 holes, too, and they couldn't get anybody to show up, so they had to cut her back to 72 because they didn't want to play five rounds yeah. with then four rounds with celebs. But uh, how's it look in the desert out it there? It looks 75 degrees and beautiful. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently mm-hmm. the West Coast is experiencing better weather than the uh, peninsula of Florida. Right well, you're now. about to get warmer tomorrow. Yeah, well, I'm on the plane at 11 in the morning. So what the hell good does that do me? Yeah, not a bit. No, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, good. Well, I'm. I, I love watching that golf tournament with the with the mountain views in the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, where do they end up playing that one, Joe? Uh, they play at like three courses. Where do La they Quinta, wind her up? They're at La Quinta PGA West PGA Stadium, I believe. And then uh, and then when they decide the championship on Sunday, they're only playing one golf course. Yeah, I would like Pebble Beach, right? Yeah. I, I would imagine La Quinta. I don't know, but mm-hmm. they're, uh, it's all nice. It's all good to look at when you're in Minnesota. <laughs> Rook, Rook, where is that La Quinta in? Uh, that one's over, they got a state, it's over by the state fair. <laughs> La Quinta over by the state fair over there. That's right. Yeah, right. Pat, have yeah. you ever seen that Pat Oswald uh, piece? That Rook and I are referring to? There is a... No. Oh, my God. You know the, the, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, there's this song, The Christmas Shoes, that really lame Christmas song that's that, that we hear all the time. Mm-hmm. And he does a six-minute bit ripping it to shreds, and it's hilarious. It and, was almost Christmas time. And he talks about being a Christian rock singer. And what does he say, Rook? So make no mistake about it, uh, folks. I will... Take I will, care of business, I will take ladies. care of business at the La Quinta Inn. That's right next to the State Fair as soon as we're done with our set. It's, it's, he does it in Patton's way. Oh, no, they, I have no idea what you're talking about. Patton Oswald. Remember, no, he, I know he Patton. gave us the failure bowl. Right, right. He's but he's, he's saying, like, they're Christian rockers, and he says, oh. he's singing the song, this Christmas shoes song, but he starts it out like, it's a rocker. It was almost Christmas time. And then he says, okay, even Don't though we're Christian rockers, yeah. I'll see we will take care of business at the La Quinta Inn, <laughs> right next to the State Fair. <laughs> well, La Quinta a... is where you get the great views of the mountains in, uh, yes. in the oh. desert area. Oh, that, oh, oh as that far as the right there. What's yeah. with hiring all these ex-twins as assistants? Well, this is, a, uh, this is not anything to do with the baseball operation for Jim. This is... Uh, He's uh, going to be one of their uh, guys that goes out and meets clients and uh, oh, you know, okay. talks to people. He's uh, uh, Rodney, Tony, Herbie, and now TK basically have the same kind of job where they represent them at, at various functions. So okay, it's not uh, it's not the same thing. They just hired Morneau for. What did they hire Morneau to do? Morneau's doing the same thing as Hunter and Hawkins and Michael Kadire, where they actually are taking assignments to go scout people and the like. So, I see. Yeah, and they'll be down here for spring training and, and all that good stuff. So uh, this is not, uh, not, not the same deal. This is a, an appearance. But I'm predicting we're not very far from a Jim Cott statue at uh, Target Center, really? at Target Field. Yeah. yeah, I think so. You know, he's a leads the organization and everything pitching categories as far as uh wins and all that good stuff patrick so. much much bigger question because john and he- john height and i are very concerned will this disrupt his every other week appearance on the ride with royce well that uh, question has been texted to mr cott already by me i have not received because it's the best baseball <laughs> conversation in town it's fantastic well we're, we're hopeful 
we're hopeful. Yes, I, I, I no think it'll probably. Think. You, no, you can what? even phone somebody now when they're in a different town. <laughs> I'm aware of how this works. <laughs> well, sometimes if you're an employee of a team, you know they might not want you to. Yeah. Oh, there them. are rumors that we don't have them on the station anymore. So is that is that accurate? true or not? Oh, I don't boy. know if that's true or not. Is he still going to do games then for mm-hmm. MLB Network, <laughs> Pat? I, uh, I would guess. I would guess. No, this is like, you know, Rod Carew uh, does anything he wants to out in California, and then once in a while he'll come into town and gotcha. make an appearance for okay. them and. Uh, Help him at a clinic and do stuff like that. Now Rod's kind of struggling with some of that right now. Not 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 the not running around as much as he did before, obviously. But uh, but that's it's it's more corporate, you know. Especially down here in Florida, they need a guy, you know. And he's down here, and he can come over and meet some folks and do some things. By the way, today, Joe. Yes. They got five flags out here. All right. Uh, on their flagpole area at the ballpark, and I took a try. I, I walked a couple, took a couple laps around the boardwalk here, even though it was freezing, and the wind was whipping. Okay, and we got the Twins flag, we got the United States of America flag. So far, so good. We have the uh, P uh, the P O W M I A Gary Gaetti flag. All right. Uh, and man, and we got the state of Florida flag. Right. And I sat there and scratched my chin for five minutes trying to figure out what the other flag was. Yeah. And it kept flapping. So I couldn't read what it said. Yeah. It was the Minnesota flag. Oh, for I didn't sake. I had no idea what our flag looked like. I gotta admit, I've never uh, really looked at the Minnesota flag. <laughs> but I'm going, huh, I'm sitting there like it's, Holy it's blue. Cow. It's the guy what pushing the hell this thing is the guy here. pushing the plow blade. <laughs> yeah, well it's it's up high, on so it. I didn't see that. I might have noticed. But it was flapping. I said, Oh what 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 is this? It's not Florida. It doesn't say Florida. Oh, 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 okay. That's a Minnesota flag. Okay, thank when you. When do uh, pitchers and catchers report? Too damn soon. Okay. February twelfth or something like oh, that. Oh, you'll be yeah. back in your estate by then. Yep, yep. Yeah. February eighth, I think I'll be back. So Hopefully. But you're, uh, you'll be back in this town tomorrow. Oh, and boy, there's one lady excited about that. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Rice, she's very excited I'm going back home because she's <laughs> staying in Florida. Oh, she's sticking around. <laughs> yeah, right. Sports Talk will return shortly. Like Here's John Height in the Say newsroom. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and it's 40 degrees out there. Timberwolves back in action tonight there in Houston where they will play the Houston Rockets. Rockets will be without Trevor Ariza and Gerald Green, both suspended for two games after heading into the Clippers locker room looking for that fight after the game the other night. Hello, Uh, (laughs) 911. The Rockets will have James Harden back. He comes back from injury, should see around 25 minutes of action, according to their coach, Mike D'Antoni. Minneapolis and the Twin Cities named as finalists today to host one of the NCAA Women's Basketball Final Fours between the years 2021 and 2024. The Target Center would be the venue. Minneapolis, one of eight cities on the list. The NCAA Division I Women's Basketball Committee announced along with Cleveland, Dallas, Houston, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Missouri, Nashville, and San Antonio. 
We hosted it once before here at Target Center, and I believe, you correct me if I'm wrong, it was UConn's first national championship. It was 1995, if that helps you any. I think that was it, yes. I remember I got in a lot of trouble with the committee Uh because uh, Stanford, I believe, was rated number one, and they came out, and they were just awful. And I wrote it as I would for a boys' basketball team when they were awful. And I suggested now we know why the Stanford mascot is a tree because that's the way their basketball team moves. <laughs> and oh, that's the, funny. Well, that was the, the tiptoeing ball era. Uh, yeah, well, I'd gotten over that, yeah. but uh, that was four years later. But, I don't uh, think that was as good as Papa Up, but that was okay. <laughs> uh, Somebody... Indeed, it was Target Center, and it was 1995. Yeah. Connecticut beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Oh, what great days. He's lady. back! Oh, my God, I remember that fondly. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca Lobo was on that team, I believe. How are you getting along with Shelby these days? I have not seen him. He looks like a homeless guy, though. What's with the hair, man? Can get a haircut, Shelby, for God's sakes. Yeah, I wrote three inches, and he wrote 35 inches on the editorial page. I didn't think that was fair. Him and Letterman belong to the same club, don't yeah, they? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. News notes from today. Representative Tom Emmer announced yesterday he plans to seek re-election in the 6th Congressional District. In the statement, he said he had been encouraged to run for governor or the U.S. Senate, but he will not. He also serves as deputy chairman of the National Republican Congressional Committee, said he plans to work hard to retain a GOP majority in Congress in 2018. Why is Pawlenty not taking on Tina Smith? He drubber. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. Joe, have you made your announcement that you're not running yet? <laughs> I, I wanted all, to. I think we should all make announcements that we're not running. I just might in run, case so I'm not going to make oh, that. Oh, oh, I didn't well, realize yeah. you were still uh, in the decision making yeah. process. I wanted <laughs> Tina's job, and he didn't even give me a whiff, uh, man. Uh, you know, the, uh, Dayton didn't even give me an interview, for God's sake. But uh, Joe, in fact, is still consulting friends and family. Yeah. You got to be in that stage. Yes, you many are, that many stage. are urging him to run. Many, I, exactly. Please. I asked the wife about me running, and she said, "What? I don't care. What they do, whatever the hell you want to do. Just, just let me watch my show. Just leave, leave me, me alone." alone. Yes. I understand that. The Carver County Sheriff's Office is now in the final stages of its investigation into the death of Prince, according to a law enforcement source. The investigative file will be turned over to the Carver County Attorney for review in the next couple of weeks. Authorities have been trying to determine the source of the fentanyl, which Prince overdosed on in April of 2016, causing his death. Federal drug agents have also been working with Carver County officials on I thought we already knew that, John. Didn't he get it from the Walgreens? No. Fentanyl? No. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's you, the, you do he scare was getting me, some at the Walgreens. Yeah, he let, me, let me ask you, idiot, something. How many more <laughs> wow. of my traffic sponsors are you going to drag through the mud today? That's a good point. <laughs> just yeah. the two you have so far? You, Kenny, you I always stay at the La Quinta Inn whenever you like I go. To, here, no. just go through this stack of copy. In Florida. Go through this stack of copy and rip every single <laughs> one of my sponsors. I'm not ripping them They were being duped. They were being duped by the shifty little fella. 
Home Service Plus, they do a fantastic job. Yeah. And Lakita. Uh, anybody else, Matthew? No, anybody else? Sleep you know, number. I've always, you know, my, my boys have been sick, so I've been using the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer multiple times this Progressive week, Insurance insures my scooter. Speaking John, you of, really let oh, it get away wow, from me. Wait, wait, really wait, did. Wait, speak, really did. Speaking of that, I grew up, and I'm sure the older guys here grew up in an era where there was older one guys. thermometer in the house. Yeah. And that was used by your mother on you in both the back door yeah. and in your mouth. <laughs> That's, true. That's not the, necessarily being washed in between. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the era we come you know, from. Now they just scan your forehead and it's done. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I remember the poor being a little too eager to get his temperature taken. Uh, you, know, you look fine, Paul. And it's, uh, no, just, just please check, Mom. Like, no, I think you're okay. Don't I feel sweaty? Wow. I would, but I can't reach. Oh, my God. So, I think he worked it out in therapy, but he's all right now. Yeah. John Hyde, who just can't keep control of the I news really can't. Can. You look fine to me, Paul. <laughs> Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Hey, bus driver. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Chris, the funny thing is, he didn't take the bus. <laughs> I got no shot, Joe. No, I don't know what you're talking right. about. John Hyde now. Oh, the hell with Ollie. I'll just watch golf. He <laughs> ride the bus. <laughs> didn't even know I could drive a bus. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who left office earlier this week, tried to bypass a TSA security checkpoint today. Christie attempted to go around the TSA checkpoint at Newark Liberty International after entering the airport through a special access area. He gets stuck? Uh, he got. St- <laughs> he didn't get stuck. He got stopped, though. In the uh, turnstile. Yeah. <laughs> a Port Authority officer stopped uh, Christie and refused him entry near the restricted area of the terminal, telling him he was no longer allowed entry into that access point. Christie uh, then cooperated with the officer and reentered the airport through the regular. Just, just one more question for the old guys here. Oh, no. Who decided that the back door was a good <laughs> spot to take the temperature? How, how did that come about? I don't know, but I remember rejecting any... Uh, uh, <laughs> Unclenched, Joey! Unclenched! <laughs> I'd rather die. Relax. We're just trying to get it out. <laughs> We promise we're done. I didn't want any part of it. No, no. Just I'll tell you a funny story. And they oh, make it out of glass. No, like, I don't know how powerful. I can tell a story now because I have no living people. They're all yeah. dead. Right. Yeah. So one day I get the swimsuit area caught in a zipper. Right? Oh, that's oh, 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 it's horrible. Oh. Mm-hmm. And and I'm screaming out in agony. <laughs> and and I'm in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Fourth grade. The fourth grade teacher happened to be visiting the house. And my mother said, I'm not doing it. You do it. (laughs) And people wonder why I'm screwed up. At this so point, my fourth grade teacher. Your, your mother had no interest in looking none, at that none. thing. But so okay. the fourth grade teacher, who I, this was in the summer, who I had to face then the, whole, <laughs> oh, no. the, the coming school year, oh, no. had to release me from my stuck swimsuit area. Oh, so uh, I hope that you've never gone to uh, see the fine film. There's something about Mary. That, oh, I have that, seen that. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. give you flashbacks? It did. I had, uh, <laughs> I had repressed memories. So at that point, you just say, I'll take the bleed out. Yeah. That's well, but that happens to most guys, but not in front of their mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't in front. I was elsewhere, and I was screaming for help. What am I going to do? She sends the damn teacher. 
So it was like this. <laughs> run up down there and help Joe. <laughs> she puffs on a Virginia yeah, slim. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. Yeah. So that whole next year, then Joey, were you referred to as Zippy or no, Zips? No, I don't know. If I had it to do over again, I would have risked the injury. I just would have ripped that thing off. Mary, uh, Mary oh. Helen was so upset oh. she made herself a Manhattan. That's right. <laughs> this explains a lot about you. Joe. It really does. Oh. It really does. It really does. It explains a lot. Why in the hell go to a shrink? I know what's wrong. <laughs> well, he caught himself in the zipper again. <laughs> a uh, Stephen King enthusiast has been hit by a terrible blow that a lot of other fans might feel once you know they what? hear you're, the news. You're, wait a second, John. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Joe. In most of our cases, we know what's wrong with us. We don't need the shrink anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We need to somehow forget right. what's wrong right. with us. Right. Could you hypnotize oh, me or something? I'll be damned if I'm going to waste the money. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead, John. A large portion. What of, happened to you? Do you think, Joe? Well, <laughs> that zipper. Uh, yeah, I had a zipper grade. problem once. That was a problem. I made a shrink cry once. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. I asked her if it was her first day on the job. I said, well, what's wrong? <laughs> it's, it's not that bad, is it? <laughs> She's bawling her eyes out. <laughs> oh. God. Oh, I hope there's nothing. Yeah. I hope there's yeah. nothing big out there happening in the world. Oh, no, I was already on. on. All right. It looks like we've got a little bit of an incident on eastbound 94 that probably started in the Lowry Hill Tunnel. It has migrated to the right shoulder in the curve. Eastbound 94, just outside the back door of the tunnel. Traffic stacks up prior to 55. I guess it's uh, good to have a little extra cash, but somehow this seems like it might be a bit disappointing. A group of 166 co-workers in Missouri evenly split a $1 million lottery prize after falling one number short of the Powerball jackpot. Uh, that means after or before taxes, excuse me, uh, each of the workers from the U.S. Tool Group's headquarters in Farmington, Missouri, uh, gets $6,024. That's before <laughs> taxes. Oh, <laughs> So uh, the, the is that the gist of the story? story? That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, they were trying to win the big one, Joe. They oh, weren't sure. trying to win a lousy million bucks. So no, you know, they they wanted they get six that. grand. So there should be a caveat in the contract when you go in with with all your buddies that the guy that makes the run that goes yes, to buy gets, the tickets, yes. if we get five of six, the guy that makes the run mm-hmm. gets the cash. That's, That's a, a good, good way idea. to go. In, yep. the, in this case, it's a gal. It's Peggy Lunsford, and she says her coworkers were ecstatic. When she arrived to deliver the news of their new money, uh, four of the co-workers went to lottery headquarters to claim the prize. Uh, according to Lunsford, it's exciting for everyone. This is quite a group to be turning up their nose at six grand. Well, what about I the- was just thinking that. What a bunch of bastards we are. Huh? Well, I have to- I'll take yeah, the six you grand don't- if you don't want it. Before yeah, taxes, though, so how much probably they get? What, uh, four thousand? Three. <laughs> three? Mm-hmm. three how about four. the one but guy that maybe wasn't the brightest guy in the man's job? And he thought, yeah, he went, he went into the, the boss's desk and just dumped one down there. Yeah, screw you guys. I hate you guys. And then, you know, like, uh-oh, I'm only getting three grand. Like, Reno 911. Right, right. What's up? Look at here. Oh. One of, the, one of the world's biggest porn sites revealed it recorded a huge surge in traffic just minutes after a ballistic missile threat was revealed to be 
a huge surge. I'm God, all you. I want is cigarette and Irish whiskey. Oh. These people went to a porn site. Well, this this was after they found out it was a false alarm. Oh. That's where the surge came from. All right. So they just went to business back as usual. Huh? Well, uh, according to uh, the folks who are quote analyzing this, I think perhaps some folks, you know, they needed. They were very nervous and needed. After finding out it was a false alarm to relieve John, what some I, tension. What I saw on the graph was that business was going normal. Then there was a huge drop where all of a sudden nobody was on their website. And then, and yeah. then they came back in droves. 50%, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Let's go for a missile milf. Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> missile? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything for alliteration. <laughs> the plunge was, as Kenny said, 77%. When uh, the warning first came out, and then uh, it went back up right after that. I didn't. I didn't. I I didn't find out for like two hours that there'd been a warning. Just imagine that. If I would have. And all of a sudden, you're driving around. Hey, do you know we're on? Why do I have the beach to myself? (laughs) Nuclear holocaust is about to take place, buddy. (laughs) At least put the top on the convertible. We're going to have nuclear holocaust, for God's sake. Because that'll save you. Nice fine film of a top is going (laughs) to filter out all that nuclear crap. An umbrella sparked a scare at a Seattle area hospital after it was mistaken for a rifle yesterday. KOMO reports an employee at Evergreen Medical Center in Kirkland, Washington, noticed a visitor yesterday morning carrying a backpack that had a long-handled item sticking from the top of it. Evergreen Health spokeswoman Kay Taylor said surveillance video was reviewed, but it wasn't clear what the object was. As a precaution, the whole place was locked down. The hospital sent out a surveillance photo. Man, Wait a minute, John. Yes, this is, sir. This is the Seattle area. That's correct. Rains, rains, rains all the time. every damn day, all mm-hmm. winter long. Mm-hmm. And they haven't seen an umbrella before. Apparently, they didn't recognize it as an umbrella. <laughs> Luckily, when they sent out that photo, the man in the picture recognized himself. Uh, he went right to hospital security, let them know it was an umbrella. They then lifted the lockdown. I would like to see, though, Patrick, what would your first move be? You talked about putting the top up on the convertible, <laughs> if you got the Fort Myers under missile warning, how that would play out. Why won't this lever work when the missile is on the way? Hey, help me with this save, buddy. Help me get this topped up with uh, nuclear waste. Such and I have talked about it. They used to tell us to get under the desk. Yeah. If the Russian, if they drop an atomic well, bomb, help me with get this under the desk. So I can get inside the desk. <laughs> A paper cup allegedly used by Elvis Presley six decades ago is up for auction. Bids Does it have any mashed potatoes around the edge? <laughs> <laughs> Bids have already surpassed twelve hundred dollars. Hmm. North Carolina resident Wade Jones is a collector of all things Elvis. He told the Tulsa World that the crumpled blue and white Dixie cup was snagged by a fan in April of nineteen fifty six after Elvis performed at the Tulsa Fairgrounds Pavilion. How do we know this yeah. to be true? Well, uh, we, we don't, actually. It's probably just a cup of gravy, though, Kenny, not mashed potatoes. <laughs> Jones. That, was, that was young, uh, virile Elvis. That was before he got... Yeah, Vegas like Elvis. You're right, Chris. He was drinking gravy from a cup. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Jones has a fan named June allegedly retrieved the cup the day after the performance, right before Elvis left town for a show in Oklahoma City. A letter accompanying the collector's item said June had asked to keep the cup as a little memento. 
bids for the now yellowed paper cut had surpassed the twelve thousand or twelve hundred. This story is way too yeah. disproportionately long for a crunched up paper cut. Twelve hundred eighty dollars <laughs> on baby. eBay by this morning. Uh, the auction closes. If you're interested in getting, no, that I'm not. Cut, I'm not. Hey, Johnny, on Sunday evening. Yes. You should give Such an et to Joe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's bad enough the abuse you get from the rest of the room, but uh, even the mayor's turn. Brutus et to Brutus. You should see the emails I get about you guys, just so you know. I hope they're not about me, Joe. Not you, Joe. Normally no. in your camp, but not about a Dixie cup. I don't, I don't think it's, it's you, Joe, because it usually says those idiots. Yeah. I, I don't think you're part of that. Yeah. <laughs> a Texas police. I get those too, but they're all from my family. What did Such? What did Such say down in his one visit to the cafeteria? What did he say that almost got in him in a fight? I don't know. Remember, he what? came down uh, there and said, "Where are those?" Where are yes, you? I vaguely remember, but I, yes. I can't. I can't finish the. He was looking oh. for Rookie and I, and we were yeah, thinking yeah. we were grabbing lunch. Yes. Where's the and two idiots and the two morons? Yeah, yeah right. Something and then, like that. And the gentleman behind the counter thought you were talking about <laughs> Brian and Brian no, thought no, you were no. talking about. No. We're, like, no. we're no. right here. <laughs> <laughs> Like when I said to Ken Norton, boy, what a fight. Yeah. And he picked me up and said, who are you calling boy? I know, no, I meant, holy cow, what a fight. You know? yes. Wow, what a fight. <laughs> who are you calling boy? <laughs> a Texas police department that warned drivers to steer clear of icy roads complied with a man's request for an excuse note to get him out of work. The police department posted on Facebook that the freezing temps in the San Antonio area led to hazardously icy roads causing all of city officials to be closed, uh, offices, excuse me, to be closed, and only essential service employees working. The Post urged residents to follow the city's lead and stay off the roads, but one local commenter expressed worry that the weather and traffic reports might, might not be enough to convince his boss to give them the day off. Justin Garcia followed the police Facebook post by saying, can y'all write me a note for work? <laughs> y'all. The department surprised commenters by complying with the request writing, Dear Justin's boss, the roads are bad. They're going to get worse, much worse. Please let him stay home, warm and safe, and enjoy some Hulu and Netflix. Also, he needs a raise. Respectfully, Deputy Chief B. Ure. That's kind of funny, John. Well, you know. That beats okay. the hell out of that Elvis story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, just a moment. field at the Career Builders Challenge. That's good. When's Elder going to play? The uh, Tory, uh, the when's Tory Pines is his first one, right? He's going to play, I think, there. Or is he gonna... uh, next weekend at Tory Pines Farmers Insurance, isn't mm-hmm. it? I think he's going to play there. Yep, Maybe and then he's playing, uh, also LA. he's going to play in L.A. Yeah, well, It'll be very good. interesting. What's coming up? Oh, uh, Bob Ford, friend of mine, a columnist from Philadelphia. We're going to talk to him about 4.15. Uh, Jess Myers will have a little bit of a hockey hit, even though the Wild are taking their five-day break. And uh, then uh, Kevin Seifert and uh, talking about the NA. NFL playoffs with him at 5 o'clock. So Why would NHL up. players have rejected the idea of three-on-three overtime? In other words, they got the five-day mandatory in exchange for agreeing to that. I would think they would like that. 
Uh, well, I'd be over were, sooner. They, with three they were three? looking. For, they were looking for something to, because the owners wanted. Anytime you get ownership to really want something, you try to get something out of them. Right? Oh, okay, the so you that figured works, you, right? that was yeah. your bargaining chip. Sure. All right. All right. Very good. The ride with Royce is coming up. Fifteen hundred. ESPN is KSTP St. Paul Minneapolis. It's still forty-one degrees and uh, much warmer. Scheduled for tomorrow.